0: Welcome back to Renewed Focus, a short biblical podcast where we help each other have a fresh focus on Jesus by looking at how his word calls us to live in the everyday life. My name's Wade. Thanks for joining me. You know, this week we're talking about the good habits, the bad habits, and being filled with the Spirit and how it's all connected. <laughs> on last episode, we talked briefly about what it means to really lean in on Jesus during trials and tribulations and affliction, and that turning to Jesus really is the only proper way through those things. As I was thinking about what to talk about next, and as we continue down this journey in this new season of life together, it this concept of good habits, bad habits, and being filled with the spirit kept coming to mind as you push into the idea of, of turning to Jesus and the, uh, turning to him and placing him at the center of your life, you really have to start to think about living out of his power. And then ask the question, well, where does that power come from? And we touched on that a little bit in the last episode. But what does it, what, what does it really look like? What does it really mean? And you know, as I, as I have personally been navigating this new normal of life right now with being at home more, having the kids home more, having to work from home, just how life is kind of shifted a bit. Maybe you're like me, maybe you're not, but I've been wrestling with the idea of, uh, or or the reality, I should say, of actually forming bad habits. Because there's lots of different good things that can come from this season, uh, from being at home more, but there's also a lot of bad things too. Some of us may be prone to be a little bit more lazy. Some of us might be developing uh, things that we don't want to. Maybe doing things that we don't want to do more often. I found myself kind of on this imaginary fence, where if I go to, if I kind of jump off the fence on one side, I kind of fall in this land of bad habits. But then if I kind of jump on, off onto the other side, I might myself in this land of good habits. And I might actually be able to redeem this time and develop good things and healthy things during this season of life. When it comes to, along to the things like temptation, distraction, depression, anxiety, and laziness, you know, there's There's all these things that kind of flutter around during this season where because we're home more, we may be tempted to do something more. Uh, Because we're home more, we may be tempted to to fall into depression. Because we're home more, we may be tempted to develop some type of bad habit. And I've kind of been teetering on this just personally of trying to figure out, well, how do I use this season to develop good habits rather than to develop bad habits? But that, that begs the question then, as a Christian, how do I actually develop good habits? What, where's, where's the power coming from? Where's the base? Where should the base be? It's a good question to ask yourself, especially as a Christ follower. Where's the source coming from that actually helps you develop good habits? See, if there isn't something greater than my own willpower, right? If there isn't something greater than just Wade, then I'm going to fail because inevitably something's going to come by that's greater. Something's going to come across my mind, across my heart. Something's going to come in my path. That's greater than my willpower. That's greater than Wade's power. And if I'm only leaning on myself then I'm going to be jumping off that imaginary fence into the land of bad habits. But if I'm leaning on something greater, well then that's where things start to change. See, if I, if I think through this season of life and I think about developing good habits and it being connected to being filled with the Spirit. That's the game changer. And this is a principle that isn't just for this unique season of COVID-19, but for all of life as a Christian. Really really praying through this, really studying through this concept, studying through the scripture of being filled with the Spirit can literally change your life it can do wonders for you because it really is. We, we are called to live this life through the power of God. And it's through this concept of being filled with the Spirit that oftentimes the Bible talks about. See, the Apostle Paul actually contrasts this idea of being filled with the Spirit with bad, or being filled with the Spirit, and he contrasts it with a bad habit, right? You've probably all heard this verse. Ephesians 5, 18 says this, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Now this verse sits within a chapter that starts off with a statement that basically talks about imitating Christ. The verse says, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. And verse two, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And then as you keep coming, kind of going down the chapter, it then moves into listing off a bunch of bad stuff that if you're actually imitating Christ, you can't do. You can't do these things, Paul's saying, if you're going to be imitating Christ, if you're actually following after him. Then it kind of goes on and and it says right before it gets to this idea of uh, being filled with the spirit, not being drunk on wine. it, It says to live a life that makes the most of every opportunity. Now, there's some context around that idea of making the most of every opportunity because these are evil days, as it says. We don't really have time to, to dive into that. But even if you take these three ideas on, on the surface level of imitating Christ or walking the way of his love, of not doing these things because that's not Im- imitating Christ, this is opposite of that, and then making the most of every opportunity, you can quickly see that Paul's kind of wrapping those things into the statement of, hey, listen, to do this, to imitate Christ, to not do all this junk, and to be able to live a life that makes the most of every opportunity, you need to not be influenced by things like drinking too much wine, but rather, you need to be influenced with the Spirit. You can very clearly see this is the direction Paul's going. We know that this passage isn't specifically trying to call it just the action of, of, of drinking a substance, and it's not even just dealing with the sin of getting drunk. But really, it's taking this illustration and it's using it to, to say, hey, listen, you shouldn't be influenced, you shouldn't be controlled by anything, let alone bad habits like drinking wine. You should be controlled, you should be influenced by this Spirit. We're alluded to the fact that it, this isn't just about wine because the word debauchery that using that's that it uses. Uh, in the original language, the concept is living a life that's, that's worthless or living a life that's unproductive, not going anywhere, a life that's sinful. This is the idea. Don't, don't, don't be influenced with, this, with these types of things because this leads to worthlessness. This leads to not going anywhere, but rather be filled with the Spirit because this leads to all of life. That's what Paul's getting across, right? Be drunk with the Spirit, the, uh, uh, John Piper, most of you probably know, he actually, he says, you know, how do you, he asked the question, how do you drink the spirit because of this verse? How do you drink the spirit? Be drunk with the spirit, which allows you to imitate Christ, to walk in his love, to avoid all the junk listed in this chapter, chapter and to make the most of every opportunity. Now we need to delineate real quick the difference between uh, being indwelt with the spirit and being filled with the spirit. We as Christians believe you are indwelt by the spirit when you give your life to Jesus. Your body becomes the temple of the living God, right? To work through. But just because you are united with God in this way doesn't mean you always access his power, the Bible talks about actually grieving the spirit because you're choosing to live a sinful life instead of actually pushing into the power, uh, accessing God's power and living uh, a spiritual life, uh, trying to pursue holiness. We get this idea kind of in other passages. If you look at 1 Corinthians, we see that Paul is specifically addressing Christians. He says, To the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours, But then later in chapter 3, he makes an interesting comment. So he's very clearly addressing Christians who who have called upon the name of of the Lord. But he says this in chapter 3, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, who are mere infants in Christ. You see, it's possible to be sanctified as God's child, but yet still not access God's power because of the way we're choosing to live. The difference between being, a, being spiritual and being worldly isn't the amount of time you've been following Jesus, but it's whether or not you're actively being filled with the Spirit. It's, it's, it's being mature is actually pursuing the knowledge of God and actually the, uh, having fellowship with him. But how are you filled with the Spirit? How does this happen? That's the question we ask. Well, we see Paul said, those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. That's in Romans 8, 5. And in Colossians 3, 1 through 2, it says, it puts it this way. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly, not on earthly things. In the, in the ESV, it says, seek, seek the things above. See, as you direct your attention, as you become concerned with, as you become devoted to, as you become more influenced by the Spirit, just like when you drink too much wine or when you look at your phone more than you should, right? You become influenced. You become controlled by those things. You become more controlled by the Spirit as you seek the things above, as you set your mind and your heart upon him. The mark of a mature Christian, again, isn't how long you have been a Christian, it's your growth in the knowledge and fellowship of the Lord, which starts by seeking, by directing, by setting your hearts and your minds on Jesus. So the question is, what's your heart and your mind set on during this season? What are they truly set on? When you're thinking about bad habits, battling depression, fighting temptation during this season, how are you handling them? Where's the source of the sustainability coming from when you're trying to develop good habits? As a Christian, even the simplest things, even the most basic good habits should be done in the context of being filled with the Spirit. Even the Apostle Paul pleads with people and prays that they are filled to the measure of all fullness of God. That's in Ephesians 3. See, this all starts by being filled with the Spirit. So what I want to leave you with is that is... is as you start every morning this week, waking up, you should wake up and ask God to be filled with the Spirit. So I want to direct you that as you start your week, pray and ask, because the the Apostle Paul even prays and asks for the people in Ephesus to do this. You should be saying, hey God, can can I be filled with the Spirit? Please help me direct my mind and my heart towards you so I can be influenced by you, so I can be controlled by you rather than being controlled by anything else. Now, we've said that that before, this isn't supposed to be some exhaustive study, but rather a shot in the arm for your week. So, So do a deeper study on this topic. There's way more that can be said about being filled with the spirit where I'm not trying to cover everything. But dig a little deeper into this. Wake up every morning, ask God to fill you with the Spirit. Ask God to direct your mind and your heart towards Him and see what it does for you during this season. See how it changes kind of the temptation to create bad habits or how you can create good habits. Because I think you'll have more success and more longevity in creating good habits when you do it through leaning on Him, being focused on Jesus with your heart and your mind, and really pushing into this idea of being filled with the Spirit. Thanks for being with us.